Welcome to this podcast from the University Church. While public worship isn't possible at the moment, we hope these podcasts provide spiritual nourishment over the coming days. Today is the fourth Sunday of Easter, and the Gospel reading is John chapter 10, verses 1 to 10. This passage describes Jesus as a shepherd and his followers as those who recognise his voice. It's an image with messianic overtones, drawing on Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, and the shepherd who will look after my sheep in Ezekiel 34. John presents an intriguing contrast with many of the stories we've been reflecting on during Eastertide. A lot of these narratives are characterised by confusion, like when the disciples don't immediately recognise the risen Lord. The evangelist here offers a meditation on Christ the Good Shepherd. He says that the sheep hear his voice, just as the man born blind in John 9 responds to Jesus' voice and is healed. Similarly, Lazarus had been dead four days, but hears Jesus call him by name, and so he comes out of his tomb. And Mary Magdalene, mourning the death of Jesus, hears him call her name, and she recognises the one who is speaking. All of this prompts the question of how we recognise the authentic voice of God today. Let us pray. O God, whose Son Jesus is the Good Shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. 
He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Thanks be to God. Lately, it seems that my life has revolved around going in and coming out, and occasionally finding pasture in the form of loo roll or eggs or wholemeal flour, or even as a rare treat, an ice cream from G&Ds. We are all confined to our folds now, following the slightly hysterical directives that appear on our television screens. Stay home, save lives. We go out only on carefully planned forays to satisfy the most basic of needs. Food, medicine, exercise, and in my case, taking photos of baby geese, whose adorable, fluffy self-importance is just what I need right now. I'm blessed that I still have a sense of connectedness to the college in this distanced life. I pop in to check my post or drop off my rubbish, and catch up with the porters and the few students and colleagues who are still about the place. Even when I leave the fold for my daily constitutional, I invariably run into people I know. Oxford is almost empty now, but in its emptiness it is apparent what a close-knit community it is. Our reading today is all about home. The sheepfold that keeps us safe and sheltered, where we can gather together and rub up comfortably with one another, where we can know and be known. You may remember that a few years ago, researchers at the other place trained sheep to recognize human faces, specifically the faces of Emma Watson, Barack Obama, Fiona Bruce, and Jake Gyllenhaal. One wonders exactly what went on at the lab meeting that produced that particular list of candidates. The study also showed that sheep could recognize their own people, the humans who were with them for more than two hours a day, without any training at all. When the researchers put up a photo of the sheep's own human next to a photo they had never seen before, the sheep did a double take as if to say, what are you doing here? 
but then chose their person over the stranger, effectively saying, I know you. You belong. We have all had that same need to know and be known, to have a place of safety to go in and come out and find pasture. Abundant life depends on it. It is one of the most basic human needs. But unlike sheep, modern humans often have more than one home, a complex of places and people and even ideas that keep us safe. Our flats and houses may feel like safe home-like spaces where we can relax and be ourselves and venture out in search of pasture and the knowledge that the fold awaits at the end of the day. Or they may be places of damp and noise and strife, too cold or too unwelcoming, too small or too empty, and we leave them to find shelter elsewhere. Even if our homes are places of nurture, many of us probably also find a bit of home in our schools and colleges and workplaces, in the houses of our friends or of our childhood, in the walking club or the folk band or the book group, or wherever we feel we belong. As T.S. Eliot puts it, home is where one starts from. As we grow older, the world becomes stranger, the pattern more complicated of dead and living. The church should, at the best of times, be one of those home places, a place of safety, where we can be ourselves but also try out new ways of being, where we can tap into the deep well of living that restores and refreshes, where we can feel secure enough to meet those who are different and say, I know you, you belong. Recent events have upended all of this, have forced us to choose one fold from among the many, one place to shelter from the storm. For some that has meant living in very difficult conditions with little safety. For some it has meant that otherwise happy homes are now uneasy as a space that used to be primarily for rest and family is now also busy office and school. For many of Oxford's rough sleepers, it has meant, unexpectedly, a warm hotel room and help where it is needed. For our students, it has meant surprising connections, but also often unsatisfying virtual versions of the rituals and serendipity that make up their life here together. No long chats on the lawn, no summer eights, no celebrating after exams, although my goslings will not regret the demise of trashing and let's all hope it stays dead. For the students, there's no dropping by the JCR or the next staircase to see a friend when it all gets too much. No thrashing out the nuances of Thucydides over a pint, if students ever did that. And of course, we can still do those things of a fashion. And young people are adept at keeping in touch through a screen. But even for them, it is not the same. And something is lost. As if, in a way, the presence of our loved ones has been replaced by a photo of Barack Obama or Fiona Bruce. Something we've been trained to recognize. 
but not quite the same thing. There will need to be a reckoning with home over the coming weeks and months and years with what was lost and also with what was gained, with what we thought brought us rest and strength that turned out to be unsatisfying, with the unexpectedly still centers, the shelters from the storm. As a church, too, we will need to work at being a home, at going out to those who can't come in, at seeking out the lost and reminding them that they are known and they belong, at finding ways to be more than a photo on a screen. But with Elliot, we can remember that God is already our home, our deep, still centre, our peace and our abiding. Love is most nearly itself when here and now cease to matter. We must be still and still moving into another intensity for a further union, a deeper communion through the dark cold and the empty desolation. The wave cry, the wind cry, the vast waters of the petrel and the porpoise. In my end is my beginning. Amen.
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Good Shepherd, in this time of crisis and confusion, help us to turn aside from the voices of fear, anxiety, accusation and desolation, which scream for our attention. Help us to recognise your voice of hope, consolation and encouragement, and to take courage as we walk into the unknown. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of the open gate, we thank you for the beauty and extravagance of the spring, bursting through the shutters of our isolation. Open wide our hearts to the needs around us and to the threat to communities in other countries which are even less prepared for the pandemic than we were. We pray for governments, politicians and decision makers. Give them wisdom, integrity, sound judgment and far-sightedness in the difficult decisions they have to make. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of life, we pray for communities of faith around the world who are reaching out to each other and to you in new ways. In particular, in this season of Ramadan, we pray for our Muslim brothers and sisters. We thank you for St Mary's, for its clergy, staff and congregation, for everyone who contributes to our life together in these difficult times. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of abundance, we thank you for the millions of people who are giving their time, resources and sometimes risking their lives to help others. We pray for doctors, nurses and carers, for key workers of all kinds, for researchers racing to find a vaccine, for volunteers helping the vulnerable, for neighbours looking out for each other. We thank you for the generosity that this crisis has unleashed and we pray that we will sustain it into better times. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of love, we pray for all who are suffering, the sick, the dying, the bereaved. We pray for those who have lost their jobs, businesses and financial security as a result of the lockdown. We pray for those at risk of abuse who do not feel safe in their homes and we pray for those who have no homes. Pour down the abundance of your grace and peace upon them all and light the flame of compassion in the hearts of all they encounter. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We unite all our prayers and petitions in the words our Saviour taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. 
the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.